Welcome back to the Risk Management and Insurance in Hawaii Today podcast. My name is Edward Keanui, Assistant Professor of Business Administration at UH West Oahu. I am also the Risk Management and Insurance Coordinator at the UH West Oahu. Today we have joining us Gavin Sukai, a former student of mine, and our guest today is Martha Nobriga. Martha Nobriga is Vice President of Agency Relations. She strengthens Dietrich Insurance's connections within the community. Martha is a veteran in Hawaii's insurance industry with over 40 years of experience. Before joining Dietrich Insurance in 2014, Martha was Vice President, Account Executive at John H. Connors Insurance. She previously held various positions with Bank of Hawaii Insurance Services, First Insurance, Marsh, Seabury & Smith, Hawaiian Insurance Group, Triad Insurance Agency, and Mid-Pacific Insurance Agency. Martha, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Ed. So, um, and Professor Kenoi, thank you for having me as well. This is, uh, for those who are listening, this is Gavin. I am actually an accounting student, an accounting major, so I'm going to be representing uh, a bunch of you students listening now. And so if you guys have any questions that uh, you feel are important in learning about risk management, risk management and insurance, please message uh, Professor Kenoi. But um, Martha, Thank you again for joining us. Tell us how you got involved with the insurance in industry and why you are still involved today. Thank you, Gavin. Actually, my involvement in the insurance in industry was totally out in right field as this was not part of my, my career. The one thing that drove me to get into this business as a temporary, I wanted to buy a car. <laughs> so I was just, just so inspired and driven to buy a car. My parents then, they told me, you want a car, find a job. <laughs> so thanks to some friends, they had given a referral to me to work as a telephone operator and policy typist. So that being said, that was my first job. Um, I, I dislike talking to people in person, believe it or not, and in meetings. Uh, I, I considered myself then a sheltered, quiet, meek person. Wow. Really? <laughs> that, that, Yes, that was not a forte of mine. <laughs> that, that is that is that is so opposite of what I know now of you, Martha. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you, Ed. Well, as I progressed in my insurance career to be in sales and marketing, you know, I, I decided um, to enroll in different classes. One of them being which is a weakness, which was a weakness of mine is public speaking. You know, public speaking is the number one fear of everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, however, near and dear to my heart, one of the, the classes that helped me, not 100%, 200% was the CWC, the Confidence While Communicating class hosted by one of our insurance organizations, which is the HEIP and IAIP. Lo and behold, uh, I took the classes, uh, competed on the local level, 
wow. and won the HEIP um, later to compete in the regional. So mm. that to me what boosted my level of confidence um, to say, hey, you know, this is, this is exciting. Therefore, look at me today, uh, 40 plus years later. Um, why am I still involved? Because I care about each one of the insurance colleagues. For me, there's always opportunity to do better. You know, so that's my involvement with HEIP and other organizations. It is exciting to see folks that, that are new members to our organization and they contribute a big part of what we're all about and why we are, why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. So I love the abuse. I'm still involved after 40 plus years. <laughs> <laughs> However, I am very grateful to every one of the folks that have, that have um, incentivized me to be a part of it. Mm. Uh. So awesome. for like public speaking, right? What do you think um, some, are some good tips for, for students? Because I know a lot of students have, have a hard time uh, doing presentations in class, especially face to face like this. So, uh, what do you think? What are, what are some tips for uh, for students? I, I I will I can so relate, Gavin. One of the things I look at is eye contact, just to see all the people that that already that's a fear, right? Mm. So for me, I've been able to look above their heads and just learn to roam the room, you know, look for certain spots that, that doesn't make you feel the anxiety. Mm. You, you're always be, I, I have, I have sweaty palms. I, I have butterflies every time till today when I go up and to do a presentation, my main focus is to roam the room, look at, <laughs> right above people's heads you know you you know just to just to make sure you have connection oh, yeah. with them mm. um number two be prepared what your agenda is focus on your agenda A and again speak with with empathy what comes from your heart here mm. mm -hmm. You know, so important. Um, another thing I, I, I looked at is the ability to, I hate it when people ask questions. That was another fear <laughs> of mine because oh. it's the uncertainty. Mm -hmm. uh, just, like, just, just like how we're, I'm learning this podcast. Mm -hmm. However, it, you'll never, you'll, you don't get over that. However, you speak to what comes from your heart and what is what is what you feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that that was my 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 learn in speaking to an audience. Uh, I've yeah, I you overcome it yet you really don't. Mm -hmm. You know, for students, especially the students, 
I think um, just learning to interact one-on-one, you build that circle. Mm-hmm. Build it with more than one person. Talking to the, the two of you, uh, I like it. Talking to an audience of 300, it's a different story. Well, you know, yeah. it's, it's a work in progress. You know, Martha, and you know, it's funny that you say that because, you know, you're always up at the podium. Now, Gavin, Martha is president also of HAIP, Honolulu Association of Insurance mm-hmm. Professionals. And everything that she's described, speaking with empathy, being prepared, and then foremost, watch and scan over everyone's heads. I've actually noticed that when she's done that. So, you know, continuing to, you know, use that as a motivator to continue working through the public speaking aspect, right? Because it's uncomfortable for everybody, even myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm a teacher and I can relate to you as well, uh, Martha. I'm I'm in a profession that needs to be, that requires me to be in front of an audience. And I am deathly afraid of speaking in public, but you would never notice. But, you know, in the past, I would just do my thing. And then I literally get sick at the end of my presentation, but on my own. Mm. But so, yeah, so it's just crazy. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. The students would definitely get a lot out of it because it's not just about the insurance and risk management is about composition, how you composure right. and such, yeah, for yourself professionally yeah. Yeah. and um, in, in both personal and professional settings, yeah. Yep, yep, yep that, I totally agree. Awesome. Yeah, that's a consistency thing too, yeah. especially for public speaking, because um, I, I still have trouble with public speaking too, but you know, I, I think for me, uh, one big tip I learned is to uh, take breathers. You know, I try to take my time in really figuring out what I want to say or um, being focused. Yes. And I, I try not to try not to rush anymore. I used to rush all my presentations, just try to get it out of the way and then try to get out. But sometimes, you know, taking a breather, being able to take time to really focus on the things that matter is more important. The, the content is more important than how you present it sometimes. So being able to to stay focused like that that's that's a key thing yes yes and that'll be a key thing for this these these podcasts since you know this is the first (laughs) one uh that we're recording and just focusing on just not only on just the aspects of insurance risk management and insurance but also what motivates all of our guests involved and what keeps them going you for 40 years martha it's phenomenal where you were to where you are at now and you just continue to light that fire from within and then you exude that outwardly into whoever and whomever you come in contact with i think that's so great and you know i i am aspiring to be that way as well one day (laughs) hopefully (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, you, you, in speaking, people can, can s- feel that, what, what you mm-hmm. say, you know, they feel that they can see it through your expressions. You, you've got to light that fire in your belly mm-hmm. to share mm-hmm. what you know and, and give them and give them insight and say, any one of you can do it mm-hmm. uh, in my, in my, for me, there's no such thing as no. No is not an option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we all we're yeah, we've <laughs> we're driven individuals. We make it happen. You know, we're we're a strong team. So that that's so true of our organizations. 
Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So speaking on um, your experience, because you've you've done uh, you've been part of the insurance industry for forty years. What do you think are the top three most important lessons that you have learned in your career? The top three lessons. Um, okay. Maintaining a positive attitude mm. and just being grateful. Mm. You know, we've, I, I mean, I, I've had challenging moments in my career however you know just continue to forge ahead on your plan of action and ask for feedback constructive feedback from your i i term them as my mentors mm. you know of like kind mm -hmm. please give me feedback we good we bad we suck you know, um, yeah. I, I, I feel that is so important, you know, through some of our, through some of my challenges, I've, I've had to maintain that positive attitude. And I am so grateful because I surround my, myself with people that will give me feedback to, for, for me to do better. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the, the other part of it is um, joining the various organizations that, that bring value to me and my clients. Mm. You know, clients in today's work world, the insurance industry, the bigger the client, the more vulnerable they become to having another agent take the business. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can, uh, when I was an account executive at Marsh, these big accounts, they, they will tell me, Martha, by the way, you have competition. Mm -hmm. So I asked the question, who am I up against? And what do I need to do to bring more value to you? Oh, mm -hmm. uh, I'm just looking for a cheap price cheaper price the one thing clients know me um i i've i i've educated them to say cheap does not mean better as respects to services especially when you have a claim you buy cheap price you get cheap service yep. mm, absolutely so you know that that is so important to educate the other part is educating your clients. Um, and, and honestly, I would I can say um, with confidence, I know of one client who did leave me, and the following year they did ask, "Oh, would you be able to give me another quote?" I said, "Oh, you left me." Mm. You know what? Why don't you have your current agent provide you with the quote? So of course, um, in 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 them, thanks to them, they're sharing with me indirectly. They want to move back to me, mm. and it's it's because of the service end. We, you know, I had a team of five people. The team, I attribute the success to the the team that worked with that client. So, you know, 
Martha, you're talking about a lot of uh, interpersonal skills and such as pretty much a prominent characteristic to be in any kind of service industry, primarily in risk management and insurance. Now, how much of an importance is knowing and knowledge about concepts about the insurance industry versus interpersonal skills, um, being able to, to talk story with prospects and clients and build the, that momentum and that relationship with people? Is it 50-50 or is it 40-60? You should base your, 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 your focus on grooming your interpersonal skills and such, or is it more on the job? and learning the job itself? For me, my personal input to that is creating the relationships, developing it, strengthening it. Get to know Ed's strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, find out, do the ask to, to a client, you know, what, what are your expectations to, for me as your broker? And so the reason it, I. So a lot of it, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. So a lot of it is just learning about not the job itself per se. I mean, you got to know some mm -hmm. uh, ifs and, I mean, who, what, when, where's, and why's about the job. But it's more the relationship that you build, right, with the individual is a lot more key. Yes. In this case, then, because you can learn all of the other things, right? The yes. products and the services that are mm -hmm. offered. But the interpersonal skills you have to also learn, but you build that, right? And that's more important, right, at this point and at this juncture in this kind mm -hmm. of career service. Mm -hmm. I I would say the percentage, this is just me, I would say it's 80% relationships. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um and, and again, it's just me, my my no. personal totally. um um feedback on that because you can have the best product. You can have the best, the most competitive product. Why would a client come to you if they, they don't know who you are? Mm -hmm. Right? They, they'll hear it from everybody else, but why would they move? What would make them move? Uh, ironically, perception is everything. That client needs to know be to be able to connect with with the an individual that they know absolutely absolutely same so the, as you know the yeah. trust factor right yes you the build trust that factor. trust mm -hmm. and totally can relate that as well you know teaching at the university you know you have to build that relationship with your students in order for them to really give back and what it is that you're trying to articulate or communicate uh, to them yes. right and then yes get some motivation involved and fire and then boom, you know, if you get enough of that. So it's the interpersonal skills. It's building that character, right? Is a lot yes. more important. So Correct. the 80-20 does play a lot into it. And, you know, I was thinking about one more thing, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's what I always ask my students and always ask of individuals when I ask for feedback. What are the good, what are the bad, and what are the uglies? Because the good and the, the good is already good. You don't have to do anything with that. Just enhance it, right, and further it. Yes. The bad and the ugly are the things that you need to change and, and then either let it go or um, fix it because it's, you know, it may be detrimental. But, you know, that's what I thought when you said uh, uh, getting feedback from your mentors. And I also thought peers. Good, bad, and ugly. That's my mantra, Majora, sometimes. 
<laughs> I, 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 that is so true, Ed, because till this day, uh, my, my, our clients, our agency partners, um, I do, I do call them. I, I'm a pain in the butt to all of them. They, they, you know, and, and they can choose to just say, no, I don't want to answer. However, I do ask the question, you know what, how is, how is Dietrich doing? We good, we bad, we suck. You know, I, I'm not going to ask, I don't need to know the, the pluses. I, I feel we need to know what went wrong. And number two, what are we going to do to yeah. resolve it? What That's all deaths? those, those agents are. And they're very grateful for that. Yeah. You know, so you, 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 yeah, you do the ask. <laughs> And that's that's another thing that Martha, you know, I've, I've known Martha for now over a, a little over a year, Gavin, and that's her saying, "Do the ask." And if I had not done the ask, she wouldn't have been on here today, joining us for this podcast. And she's done the ask mm -hmm. numerous times over the the time I've known her, and she's also asked yeah. me to do things, and she doesn't take no for an answer. Just FYI. She'll, she'll find a way to work <laughs> together and collaborate so that you can be successful. That's, that's one thing she does. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But, you know. And to build off of that. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, you can go. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, um, I remember hearing um, somebody once told me that a lot of business, they said 90% of it is uh, attitude. The other 10% is, is learning throughout the way because a lot of attitude drives certain, you know, your relationships, it drives communication, it drives how you perceive certain things, especially how you, um, you build relationships, you know, mm -hmm. and, or whether you take feedback well or not, that your attitude is how you perceive that feedback and how you are able to um, take and that that's in. A, and that's a good point. It's, yeah. it, it's how you react in a situation is important as well right how you react really tells yes. a lot about a person right in, in terms of yes. how they would handle a situation if it's even keel calm or with just so much anxiety and stress and right, stuff, right? that does make a difference on what the outcome yes is. so you know i think if we that's locus of control right if we can <laughs> do that and then yeah. <laughs> forward right a uh, little hist a little little lesson in there about that one because you know I came across that today in one of my courses that I'm teaching this summer, so I thought I'd put that out there. But you know that's that's so awesome, uh, Martha, for sharing that. But you know, Gavin, if you don't mind, I'll go ahead with mm -hmm. the next question. So the next question, Martha, yeah, is of right. now you are the vice president of agency relations at Dietrich Insurance, you know, which specializes in automobile insurance. What are some factors that our students should consider when researching auto insurance. Okay, I, I as I'm gonna put on my broker hat as an agent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, for Hawaii, we have mandates that you can you you are as an op you are able to buy the lowest limits. Okay, mm -hmm. limits of liability. I share with my clients. You know, because they say, just give me the cheapest. And again, I do my, my, my education part. Cheap does not mean it's better. Mm. Example, bodily injury, 20,000, 40,000. I ask them, do you feel that is enough? They're like, yeah, it's cheaper. I said, no, 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 no. I, I need to bring 
a, a scenario to you. You're a family, you, your husband, and three children. You're in the car. You know, you get into an auto accident. Okay, whether, whether or not you're at fault, I, I'm just going to throw out the scenario. You have three children. Do you think 20,000 bodily injury or 40,000 is enough for your children? Just, just as a, a, a scenario. You know, today in this industry, this is a very um, a vulnerable time for us. And having low limits is, in my opinion, I share with them, you know what? You have to think of each of your family member. Mm. You know, what happens if they're in the hospital? All, all of these, these scenarios you need to consider. You know, so it's important. Uh, it's a personal thing. You, you have the proper liability insurance limits. Um, you know, again, I, I will not, again, Ed, I never take, I don't take no. I always let the client know this is the maximum limit that we have available. And you as the client, you are able to purchase that. And this is why I, I again, as a broker, I'll educate them mm. on the, the, re the need for higher limits. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking what's coming to mind right now is fear of the unknown. How do you talk to clients to address that? I mean, obviously, we cannot make the decision for them. But, you know, fear of the unknown, it plagues anyone and everyone. You know, we are a society where we need to know what's going on in order to better prepare ourselves for the most part. Um, but how do you address that or speak to that when clients have that, oh, my God. Tell okay. me what to do, Martha. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I can use, because I dealt, oh, I worked with majority were commercial clients. I would do that exact scenario. And I would also share with them, go back and talk to your, I'm sure they have attorneys that look at their financials. Go back and talk to your, your legal advisors. Mm -hmm. Have them look at these, what we've proposed for you. Mm -hmm. Based on your business size, your financials, you know, do you want to only take this, these limits? When people sue, we're a sued happy state. <laughs> They're going to look for all the deep pockets. You know, and clearly, you, you definitely want to be in a position where you, you know, you're in a safe environment. But yeah, people will sue for everything. You know, but I, I do share that with them. I, I don't know your financial situation, but I am your insurance broker. This is the value we bring to you. You take these, you, you, you know, we, we recommend these limits and talk to your legal advisors about, you know what, should I or shouldn't I? Because I'm not their their finance um, their financial person, right, right? But we look out on their behalf to make sure we we provide them with the nest the necessary insurance requirements. You know, of course they're going to say I don't need one mil. Um, but however, there's always 
they'll come back when something happens. Right. Martha, I didn't know there was a million limits for umbrella. Well, here, remember we spoke about this coverage and you opted not to purchase it. So we had them sign off of it. Unfortunately, that's part of our best practices. We have to have them sign off of these documents. Mm -hmm. Is that is that clear? No, that's clear. So you, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. So it's the technical part that's very important. You mm -hmm. know, now now you're transitioning from okay. The I, I want to just say the touchy feely component of your job to now the technical aspect, which is the twenty percent that we talked about. So mm -hmm. now you work them all the way up to the eighty percent, right? With the inner, the, the 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 working the relationship. relationship, and then now the twenty percent is the technical, but it's really in the details. Yeah. Yes. It comes yes. Up when yes, it comes it. to any or uh, any job but mm -hmm. most importantly in insurance it really comes down to the details that's what's written in the disclosures and disclaimers correct yeah. yes you hit it on the nose the students when coming into the career yeah you know all of these different aspects and concepts about insurance risk management and insurance but you also need in your specific job be it an underwriter or whatever it is that you get into you know, you need to know the different aspects, the details, right? It always, you know, yeah. they say it's always in the details. It's always in the details. Always, yes. And that's true. It's always in the details. In the details. Because that's right. where if you're not going to catch it, you're someone, your legal counsel will catch it later on, yes. right? Or, or someone yes. who's more versed in reading these types of contracts. Yeah, right. So that's just interesting. So, so the 80-20 does kind of speak to this because, you know, I feel that you did spend 80% of your time getting to know your client and then 20% yeah. of the time just getting in here. Now you can go ahead and sign. This is what it is. And these are all the disclosures and so on and so forth. And let's go. But we're not trying to say that it's that easy, right? When students looking into a career into risk management and insurance, starting off, you're going to pay your dues no matter where you're at. No matter where you at. Yeah. Yeah. What's that, Gavin? Any career, yeah, no, yeah, any career, it's like that. Any career is spanned over. Because I, this is what I say in the students in class. I said, I've never heard of a CEO starting at the CEO and then working their way down to cleaning the toilets. You know, <laughs> I'm nothing. I'm not saying that cleaning the toilets, being a janitorial staff, is bad. It's not. Every job within an organization, small, medium, or large, they are important. You know, mm -hmm. in in in, in their in their respective organizations or careers you know you need it's a working together right and, and yes. The system. Yeah. yes and so you know you have to do what you need to do from the beginning be it by means of internships and things that's in that nature and then moving your way up because you've done it right through your I, 40 years 40 years that's a long time i i started out at, like i said as a, a receptionist policy typist and I hated speaking to people. That that's my story. And as I progressed, I went to underwriting claims. And and with this opportunity at a big broker house, I I never imagined myself would be working there because of who I was, what I was, quiet, you know. Um, but no, I, I I'm very grateful that I I progressed moving up the ladder. So and rightfully so, you know, you've you've 
gained all of this insight and knowledge as you continue to go. So this peaks and troughs, right, in everything that you do. And you've explained to us those different aspects of your job that you've done, that you liked and you didn't like, so good and the bad and the ugly, you know, that mm -hmm. you've talked about, <laughs> you know. But, you know, talking about the 40 years that you've been in the industry, and Gavin, if you don't mind, as a veteran in the insurance industry, what are some misconceptions about the insurance industry? And why do you think these misconceptions exist? You know, now that we're talking about, you know, you've, you've shared with us the 80-20 about, you know, your job, the technical aspect. Fear of unknown. Relationship. Right. Yeah, fear of the unknown. You know, as a veteran, what, do you, what are the misconceptions that you feel the insurance industry is getting? Or, or you know, I, I always say this. It's, it's, insurance is not a sexy subject to talk about. But, okay. It is, you know, I think it is. What, yeah, it's misunderstood in a, in a lot of ways. Thank you, Gavin. There. <laughs> Very much. It's, it's um, at, for, for sure, insurance is not boring. Nope. Um, you have many aspects um, of, of entering into insurance. Um, how, how do I, I say this? Um, yeah, it, it, the misconception that is that I feel is it's not boring. You, you have the ability to progress up the ladder, but here's the thing. You got to have that, that drive to want to be a part of it. I, I went to different uh, departments. Hey, after going to all the different departments of claims, underwriting, uh, policy typing. I enjoy the sales and marketing. Mm. Honestly, people think that's an easy job. I totally disagree. Mm -hmm. You got to work your butt off to get in new business. You got to find ways to create those opportunities, you know, for each, for my company. You know, clients, like I said, clients aren't going to move just like agents. They're not going to just move their business. They have to know the people. And they gotta understand as well what is what is um what is my company's guidelines. You know, again, mm -hmm. I, I know one area that my we don't write is condominium associations. We used to. Uh, however, we got out of the business because that is no longer a profitable line for us. Um, till this day, agents do ask me that. Can you write AOAs? Uh, no. Uh, but for me, I know who the players are. I go, why don't you go to company A, company B? Mm. Oh, oh, I because I, I, I share with them. I know they're still writing. Oh, well, it's too expensive. <laughs> but, you, you know, our market changes every day. The insurance industry, to me, that's what makes it exciting. Mm -hmm. um, new learns for all of us, especially during COVID-19. A lot of agents are not, um, like me, are not as savvy to, what is this, all of these webinars and Zooms, and you get <laughs> resistance. That, that's me. I Initially, I resisted it until we've had to actually learn it. It's not as bad as I thought it was. 
but yeah, the, the misconception, like, you know, as I shared guys, um, it, I will tell you, it's, it's not boring. They, there's, there's a lot of things happening mm. with our industry and like Ed, for your students, getting them acclimated <clears throat> to do the agency visits at a company or an agency. That's, that's a power. That's powerful. Cause they can understand what we go through every day. Absolutely. You know, I, you know that's I, powerful. I thought about what you were saying, you know, change and things, adaptation. So even during the COVID-19 pandemic, we're adapting to these uh -huh. different scenarios that typically uh -huh. would take us in person visiting, right. To do office mm -hmm. visits and things. So, you know, soliciting the, how would I say, virtual world we're coming into the office via zoom google hangouts mm -hmm. or any other platform <clears throat> you know is the adaptation that you know students need to learn as well mm -hmm. as you know, the job market was when i said not job market more like the employees <clears throat> the companies need to learn but you know first and foremost too going back before that uh, the adaptation component what I heard you say is knowing your value proposition and what the mission statement of your company truly really is. But then another step back from there is you really need to understand and uncover what your value proposition is. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I say? as yes. a veteran in, in the industry, you know, mm -hmm. you know, yes. your own value proposition, what's your mission, what's your motivation, what's your, doing? What's your passion, passion, what's your right? passion. What's your passion? You know, why, when I wake up in the morning, I said, I don't love what I do. I like what I do because I get to help all of these different individuals for whatever reason. Right. Maybe, you know, I mean, yeah, you can like it. That's or love the it, satisfaction. Than, right. Satisfaction. There you go. That's mm -hmm. exactly what mm -hmm. it is. You know, so mm -hmm. it's interesting, well, especially during this COVID-19 pandemic, you know, the anxieties are high, stresses are high. But if we can continue to take that 80% or now we can even take it into 100% because, you know, you know your clients already well, you know, even even prospects, they, if there's someone's referring you someone or a business, you've already got the, you pretty much have the account, you know, for the most part, you know, depending on the product or service. But again, that's the technicalities, but 100% of it yeah. is finding that compassion and that empathy, right, to help your yes through this process. So it's again, adapting to the changes that's going on, even what pandemic or whatever it may be. Um, and, and just really diving into the In fundamentals and the, the please and thank yous. I like to say the basics of human, of humanity. I should of help. humanity. Yeah. Yeah. And you can feel their pain, right? <laughs> you right. feel their pain and you yeah. understand and you're genuine about the understanding and then just communicating that to them. You know, I know yeah. this, this is these podcasts, these, these, these discussions usually take, and I've done, and it, when I was doing it with Gavin, we did take mm -hmm. different turns, but I like this in the way that, you know, yes, this is in risk management and insurance podcast, but this is the real on what everyday uh, professionals like yourself, Martha goes through day in, day out, for a number of years and you still continue to get up in the morning and say, shoot, thank you for yes. allowing me this opportunity to work another day and help my clients and help my peers and help individuals succeed or be successful in life. You know, that's very rewarding. I would think so. 
Oh my God, that, that is, um, that's golden for me. You know, when you know you, I, I, I tell the, the, the clients, um, yeah, we, we don't do miracles. We create solutions. Hey, that's a good one. Okay. Do- that's just me. We, we don't, we don't, we don't do miracles. We create solutions. So in the end, you know, uh, uh, you just be, be grateful. That's awesome. You know, Gavin, thank you. I mean, this is going in totally. It's, it's taken on its own life as far as what my, the podcast is. And I don't know. I mean, you've done this so many times. This is my first that I'm doing. You know, is this normal for this kind of conversations to meander off into other areas that, you know, you might not. We're talking about the fluidity, right? Of um, no, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, like I was saying earlier about attitude, right? Yeah. I mean, we we're talking about misconceptions. Some people think the insurance industry is boring, but that's just an attitude that they have towards it. There's some people that think it's an exciting industry. Um, look at accountants. I mean, some people think accountants are boring. Uh, but you're you know, needed. We need needed. I, and I. Um, that team <laughs> right there's a there's a different aspect of attitude where you look at things like podcasts or you know how you feel towards certain things like um zoom or you know microsoft teams how you how you look at programs how you look at school you know especially for students now how you look at online classes how you how you're learning online yeah um the attitude that you bring to something that's gonna generate how passionate you are for it uh if you whatever classes that students apply for you know um if you're not really passionate about it then you're not going to put a lot of effort and you're not going to learn anything from mm-hmm. it but yeah. if you if you are really passionate about something if you go into risk management and insurance and you really understand not just the level of of learning about you know the the details like we were ter- talking about earlier but how we can apply those details into helping people and um, helping them benefit into their lives. And mm-hmm. you know, that's the, the attitude that people can bring. And then that's how we can, we can grow an industry and we can keep it moving. moving yes, forward. I agree. Yeah. So um, just to kind of wrap things up uh, as a student, what advice would you give, other students like myself, or I'm not a student anymore. I'm graduated. I graduated. <laughs> I graduated. Well, I'm always learning. So yeah, there you go. we're all students. We're all well, students you're, co- you're on this podcast just by <laughs> means of me asking you, and you're like, yeah. I'm an accounting professor. I'm saying, so what? You're in risk management insurance. You've helped so long, so many <laughs> times already. So hey, but you know, Martha. Yeah, like Gavin was saying. Gavin, what was your? The question was, I think. Yeah. About, what advice yeah. would you would you give students that are planning on entering into the uh, risk management and insurance industry the the number one um advice from for me is maintain like you said maintain that attitude that positive attitude and be grateful to even get to that next level mm-hmm. uh, i'm going to use ed as as part of that ed mm-hmm. is the professor at the college He's going to give them the resources that's needed to align themselves with their goals. Mm-hmm. Insurance. Absolutely. Reach out to the folks like Ellen Memori, Shanice Blaylock, 
all these different organizations that that will fulfill their expectations and needs. I, I like I said, I, I love the sales and marketing side. Don't get me wrong. Just to go out and ask for business, that is not as easy as people think. You can ask for the business. That's just one part of it. You know, but getting them involved, aligning themselves with these individuals that will help them in their career. I'm not a like I'm not a person that likes accounting, Gavin. I hate it. <laughs> Hate it, but but for the <laughs> yeah for the sales and marketing, I I now I will I will do the talk I will do the ask, but I I think um like with the students that I've met so far that came out to the the events and also on the webinar, mm -hmm. my perception of them, they are very outgoing. They're not shy. They speak. You know, that's a big plus for the mm -hmm. insurance folks. Not be, you never, don't be shy. But I feel mm -hmm. there's great potential. We just need to put them in the, the right bucket. Yeah. But they got to feel that this is where they're going to, they're going to grow. They got to feel it, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but I, I do. I, I, yeah. It's, 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 it's a challenge trying to motivate, yeah. Yeah, yourself the and attitude the attitude part, right? And even for <laughs> myself, you know, trying to get motivate my students to 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 just even listen to what risk management and insurance is. Maybe not to get them into the career because Gavin, it didn't work with him. So hey, he's an accountant, <laughs> so it is what it is. But anyway, I, <laughs> you know, we 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 try to motivate and provide students with an opportunity. And like you said, fitting them in these different buckets and connecting them with these different individuals. You mentioned Ellen Mimori. Ellen Mimori also is a lecturer for our personal insurance line course. That's part of the RMI mm -hmm. certificate program at UH West Oahu. So, you know, she's first and foremost, she's in the classroom or well now virtual mm -hmm. classroom, but nonetheless, she's in front of our student body. And then we have also, Shanice Blaylock, who is an executive director for another insurance agency group that, mm -hmm. you know, she's plugged into a lot of different areas. And then one more I wanted to mention is Maureen Duffy. She's coming in, she's doing yes. a social lines insurance uh, course this fall. So today is the first day of school. It's Monday, August 24th. And, you know, <laughs> what better way to start off the semester than have you yeah. coming in and sharing with us your mana'o. Mm -hmm. And and, and and taking that and, and, and sharing it, not only with us, because I think, I, not I think, I'm being inspired, even though I've known you for a little bit, it's not inspiring enough to get Gavin to change to risk management and insurance, but nonetheless, it's, it's inspiring nonetheless. This is a religious guy, you know, right? <laughs> but, you know, it, it's really, it's really refreshing to see mm -hmm. and hear uh, what it is that we do on a daily basis it's for something. It's not for nothing, yeah. you know. And yeah. This moves us even forward even more to continue what it is that we're doing. And with passion. Absolutely. That's the key right there. You got to have that passion and drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gavin. Yes. Gavin, <laughs> uh, you're in accounting, huh? 
Yes, I am in accounting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, never, never, never give up. You never know for insurance. <laughs> never give up. Or, or, Always. Or there might be an in, there might be an opening in the accounting department at a risk management or insurance company. I, I would be cool with that. Too. That you That'd know cool. that you would be. You put that ah. down, Marshall. Maybe. <laughs> ah. No, I'm determined. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So yeah. this was this was fun, guys. You know, I mm-hmm. I know we're gonna do some editing, but I don't really don't know how to close this, uh, Gavin. But maybe we can stitch it together in another way. Uh, and all. Uh, but you know, I, I, I had a the way it is. <laughs> I I had a I had an awesome time. You know, we we went over the time, but there's no really no time. I just wanted to mm-hmm. have the conversation, conversation and create another you know possibility or medium for students and professionals alike to listen in on the real mm-hmm. side of risk management insurance but more so the real side of a, the individual a professional that's involved and been involved in the industry for as long as you've been martha mm-hmm. thank you so much any part any any thank last you. parting words for our audience members out there well, I, I do, um, I, there was a question and I'm just laughing to myself. Um, you know, if, if the, one of the questions that was asked, if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that, that I did not? Um, the question is, so Martha, what do you do for fun? <laughs> uh, my passion is golf, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could golf every day. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have to work if I want to golf. <laughs> in, all, in all due respect, I must say, golf is like life. You know, every day is a new day. Um, you get good days and you get bad days. Hmm. Thank goodness there's more good days. Definitely. So awesome. I would just love that. <laughs> but no, I, I, I do want to say thank you to Ed and Gavin for, for giving me an opportunity to do a podcast, which is a new learn for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fun, right? It's a yes, fun process. I love it's it fun. now. Yeah. yeah. Now you, now it, can it, you, now, now you got to go and convince Ellen to stop moving her uh, podcast. <laughs> To another two weeks. No, well, she's got something going on at her place. <laughs> you know. Oh no, right? yeah, because I'm like, when he asked me, I'm like, I forgot to ask Ed, what is a podcast? <laughs> but it's, it's all a, good. It's just a talk show. That's all. It's a it talk is. show. At least, yeah. At least to me, that's what it is. It's a, it's a talk show. Yeah. Pretty soon, you can't shut me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I totally enjoyed today's talk story yeah. podcast. It is. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Martha. Oh, thank you again. Uh, I'm just going to stop the recording.